0: It's the Blue Vote Cafe, a little bit wonkish, a whole lot of fun. I'm David Schellenberg. Along with me is Rachel oyster the chair and a, well, chair and co-chair. I don't know who is who sometimes, though. Uh, for Democrats abroad in Canada's capital region here in Ottawa. We're, we're
1: everything to anyone. I know. It's, it's,
0: it's equality and its finest. It's a, spin the wheel and see who's in charge this
1: week. We're all the chair and co-chair. Yes, we are. How's it going, Rachel? Oh, things are fine, David. How about with you?
0: Um, I hurt my knee playing golf the other day no yes I fell off the cart because somebody somebody got driving the cart a little bit rambunctiously and didn't tell the rest of us which would have been me that it was the cart was going to move and I fell off But uh, uh, oh
1: <laughs> in fact you got dumped
0: I got dumped yes it's <laughs> it's weird to get an injury playing golf by falling off the cart but if there's a way to do it we'll find a way <laughs>
1: Well done. Well, I hope your knee feels better. I hope you put ice on it.
0: Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. It's it's more of a boo-boo than anything.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Today, we have a very special guest, unknown to either of us, um, who has won an appearance on the Blue Vote Cafe podcast with us in a fundraiser that Democrats Abroad just held. That uh, closed just a week ago.
0: Yes, exactly. Now, the fundraiser is to help Democrats Abroad, you know, spread the message uh, around the world. And Democrats Abroad doesn't do a lot of these fundraisers, but uh, it's kind of nice when they happen and you see a good chunk of money was raised.
1: A a huge chunk of money. The goal was $30,000. Yeah. And the fundraiser, I should actually specify, it was called the 2020 prize draw. Um, for reasons that our listeners can probably <laughs> tease out on their own. <laughs> well, it,
0: <laughs> but the is, cost, it is the year, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the cost of the ticket was $20.20. 20. So we're talking low stakes gambling. And not only did we meet the goal of $30,000, but the fundraiser raised over $76,000, which nice. is just... Incredible. And it goes directly to fund the phone calls that our wonderful, wonderful band of volunteers make to um, to voters around uh, voters in the U.S. who are living outside the country um, to make sure they've got their ballot, make sure they get it in and and actually vote. And um, because every one of those calls costs an average of twenty five cents, that's seventy six thousand times four. How's your
0: math, David? (laughs) Uh, Over 200,000. That comes in at 300,000 phone calls roughly we can make. Something like 300,000 phone
1: calls that we can make with that $76,000, which is just amazing.
0: And that phone call system is kind of interesting if you've never done it because it's it's so different when the phone rings and you see there's, uh, you know, first of all, you never want to answer the phone when it rings anymore. But then when, then when you answer the phone and it is somebody from Democrats abroad calling to just remind you to send your ballot, when you make those phone calls, a lot of them, you know, people just don't answer. But but I know I have had wonderful conversations with people on the phone who have questions about getting their ballot, questions about requesting their ballot, sending their ballot back, and to actually have a conversation on the phone as opposed to an email or trying to read through some stuff on a website makes all the difference in the world. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And it's all, if you, if you want to volunteer, it's all at your fingertips. You just go to the website, you do drop the, use the drop down menu, undertake action, um, sign up as a call hub volunteer. And then the calls just pop up on your computer and they dial them for you and the script is there and everything's automated. So other than the conversation itself, which you will make human and natural, Yes, exactly. <laughs> everything's done for you. So it's, yeah, it's a really wonderful system and it's helping us reach voters around the world.
0: And we can announce and- now the winner of the appearance yes. of the Blue Vote Cafe because she's here. She's, she's connected. Here. She's here.
1: <laughs> she's here. Welcome to Roxanne Robillet. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's a real treat. We're, we were um, Both of us were really kind of tickled by the idea of having you because when we've had guests in the past, we've read about them and sometimes there's a little video clip we can watch and we know quite a bit about who they are why we want to talk to them and what we want to ask them but you you are a complete mystery to us we know nothing <laughs> about you except that you live in the same country we do which is canada so right. why don't you tell us
2: where you live and where you vote um well i'm live in uh, kitchener ontario cool. um and uh my uh, U.S. voting um, state is Arizona, um, um, and um, yeah, Maricopa County, which I only remember because it's fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really valuable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently it is uh, this time around. So that's that's good.
0: That is awesome. And so what brought you? To, yeah, what brought you to Canada?
2: Um, I've. I've always lived in Canada. Actually, um, my father is um, from the states, so I have never actually lived in the U.S. I'm a yeah.
1: <laughs> that's wonderful. And because we we this is one of the challenges for Democrats abroad is reaching the people who are entitled to vote because they have a right. parent who was born in the U.S. and many 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 of them don't realize that they are entitled to. So right, that's that's wonderful. So when did you when did you register? Um, a, first that, time, I mean. The,
2: okay. Um, yeah, about, um, oh gosh. Uh, I don't remember, um, if I voted in the previous election or not. I, I think I did. Okay. So whenever yeah. that was, um, <laughs> Four years ago. Me right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So the past election I voted, um, and, uh, looking forward to doing it. in this one as well.
1: Absolutely. And what motivated you to contribute to the prize draw?
2: Oh, I just thought it was such an original idea to raise funds. (laughs) And I really, um, I really valued what they were doing. Um, David, you were talking about the phone calls earlier and I actually received one of those phone calls and, um, I was a little bit disenchanted at that present moment with just uh, politics in general and um, just receiving that phone call and being able to talk to someone um, who uh, really directed me exactly where I needed to go to take action was um, actually kind of an expiring experience considering it was just a few minute phone call. Sure. So um, yeah, I was definitely on the receiving end of one of those calls and it, it really, really helped Um provide me with inspiration to, to kind of act. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah. So you'd been kind of monitoring what's going on just down South, just through whatever reached you, but not really taking an active interest.
2: Um, yeah. I like to keep my ear to the ground. Um, my father's, a little bit more involved than I am, but I mean, we talk about American politics together all the time, and I do have a lot of family in the states, uh, and especially well with COVID, we've been doing these weekly Zoom meetings. So I feel like I'm a little bit even more so connected to the U.S. now than I have been. <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, in that regard, I've I've uh, been a little bit more active than I have previously been.
1: Right. That's great. And what an election to yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> to participate in. Are you looking at the down ballot races as well?
2: Um I I think so, yeah. I'm I'm just want to kind of Uh, have my input wherever I can, wherever I can put it. Yeah. I think we all feel the
0: same. And that's, that's going to be so critical in this election. Like it's, it's one thing to change the white house, but if you don't change every single step down from the very top, uh, nothing, nothing significant is going to change. Mm -hmm. So Roxanne, um, when you voted for the first time, like, what, what was it, because you and I are, sound like we're similar. I didn't vote for years and years and years and years and years, and it mm-hmm. was Donald Trump that pissed me off enough <laughs> to, to, to make the effort to figure out how on earth do I get my ballot and send this back. Uh, so what was it that, that put you over the top and just made you feel like, OK, I, I have to get involved in U.S. politics?
2: Um, I think it's a, a, a bit of a combination of things, obviously, but, um, honestly, uh, I think the main thing is, um, a lot of taxation issues for citizens abroad. Ah, um, because I am, I'm a self-employed right. and, um, I mean, having, I've recently bought a house and things like that. So it's, it's really starting to kind of hinder some of my financial options right. um, as far as incorporating my business or um, anyway, it, I, don't feel like getting into
0: too much tax stuff. That's boring. But, um, and I will, I will disagree. I think that that's boring to talk to anybody else, (laughs) except to every single one of us who are just like you and stuck in this weird sort of limbo. So no, no, tell, tell us about your tax problems because, um, you're definitely talking to people who are in the exact same boat.
1: You know, know, it's one of the first topics that comes up with, (laughs) especially when you're reaching out to people to register
2: a lot of people, it's connected right away in their minds with taxes. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, I've been, I've been having some troubles with, uh, I mean, not being able to have a TFSA except for under very specific circumstances. Right. Um, an issue, um, and, uh, incorporating, um, uh, honestly, I forget all the details um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went into, but um, I know it's going to cause um, tax issues again. And it just it just feels like a, a huge burden on top of already trying to run a business solo um, and uh, dealing with all um, the financial aspects of it, having just purchased a house yep. and oh, yeah. um, managing um, all of that. So- it's- Yep. Sorry. Go
0: ahead. No, no. I think we uh, just because we're talking about a global audience. A TFSA is this tax-free savings oh, account that, that Canadian banks will have. And and I was the same as you. Like um, sold some stuff, had some extra money. It's like right. great. And now what should I do with this money? And anybody you talk to says, we'll put it in a TFSA, a tax-free mm-hmm. savings account. Yes. And then you go to the bank, and the first thing that well, not one of the first things, but as you're going through the application process, it turns out that the TFSA, because it is new, was not in the tax laws that Canada and the United States have negotiated back and forth so as an American to put money in it means you're hiding money from the U S government more or less. And that makes them angry.
1: Well, only if you don't pay tax on it, right? I've been through this with my accountant too. Okay. And if you keep track of it, by the way, we have since been advised to close our TFSA's because it is complicated, but only because it's complicated because it's tax free in Canada, but not in the U S so every year you pay tax on it in the U S if you're doing it legitimately and you don't. And in Canada, so at the end you have this, bookkeeping nightmare yep. where you can say, well, you know, 2020 through 2040, I paid this and this and this and this to the U.S. in tax. But in Canada, it was tax free. So you, it's like a double accounting, parallel accounting thing you get tangled up in. And mm-hmm. who wants to go there? So, yeah, it's, it's very complicated. You probably do know that Democrats Abroad has a pretty active taxation task force.
2: I do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of actually how I learned about Democrats Abroad oh, actually really? through there. Yeah.
1: Interesting.
2: So, wow. in, re- so, in researching uh, people who are <laughs> are in the same yeah. boat as me, that that's how I found you guys.
1: Excellent.
2: Yeah. And there are cross-border taxation
1: specialists who can. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. So I've found a few and, and they're, they're helping me. <laughs>
0: they they help, but they are expensive. Like they yes, are
2: expensive. Absolutely. A- anytime
0: I talk to these tax specialists, like a thousand dollars kind of disappears before you really got your answer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're also sometimes generous with their time. We've had one Agreed. Yeah. come give a, a seminar for Democrats abroad, members in mm-hmm. ottawa
0: um so oh yeah no yeah. It's, it's not a shot at, at those professionals because a professional should charge for their job it's, it's yeah. a shot at how complicated this tax system is that, right. that you need to hire that level of a person and it's not just some online form you can go and fill out
1: exactly yeah so tell us about the business what what are you freelancing as um, I'm not a freelancer actually. I run, um, Oh, I thought you said freelance. Sorry. No, I apologize. Self-employed. No. Yes, it. that's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I run an equestrian apparel, um, and, uh, accessories business. Oh, so, cool. um, yes, it's very niche, but, um, we do, um, sh- like apparel, like clothing, shirts, uh, bags, anything that has to do with an equestrian lifestyle. Um, not actual riding equipment, although um, obviously I-, I do ride horses. <laughs> 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 and we're-, we're very intrinsically tied with uh, the-, the riding community. How so nice. I sell uh, wholesale to stores across North America and even um, two in Australia and one in Japan. And wow. then also we sell online. Uh,
1: just and what's the name of your company?
2: Oh yes, it's a Spiced Equestrian. Say it again. Spiced S P yeah, oh, I C E D. Yeah. Equestrian. How cool! Yeah. yeah. So it's it's very niche, but um, I'm good at it, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's it's been great working with uh, equestrians from all over North America and. Uh, Um, and around the world. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's amazing. Do you make your,
0: do you make your own products?
2: Yeah, so um, at the beginning, we did manufacture almost everything in-house, um, and now we're, we we do outsource a lot more right. um, just because of volume.
1: <laughs> now, do you have a favorite item that you're particularly excited about now? Oh, a
2: favorite <laughs> item.
1: Or uh, three favorite items? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as simple as it might be, I have this, uh, one of our newest items is this giant tote bag, and I mean giant. <laughs> <And> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It it just, it fits my life in it and I love it. And it's got little horses printed all over it. (laughs) That sounds lovely. Um, And uh, we do some very breathable uh, polo shirts uh, for, I mean, they're meant for riding, but they're good for any sports, um, golf even. (laughs) Although the the patterns might be a little loud for golf. I don't know. Oh, Uh, I don't think there's any such thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, and... uh, Will they protect you if you fall off the golf cart? Oh, um, yeah. You're on your own for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. And how long have you been? How long has the business
1: been in in business? Um, Almost eight years now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. What else did we not ask you? We didn't ask what brought your father to Canada.
2: My mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's an easy one. That's the usual answer. It's romance or it's work. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, No, my, my dad is, um, actually he's Texan. Um, and, uh, the last place he resided just happened to be Arizona for a few months for, um, for his studies, um, which is why my voting, um, state is Arizona. Right. And, um, so I've got a lot of family in Louisiana, Texas, and, um, yeah, he came up and he was a permanent resident for the longest time and only got his Canadian citizenship a few years ago. Um, but, uh, he's been up here for decades. Um, and, uh, yeah, he met, uh. My mom, it was actually a blind date um, that some uh, university friends set them up on. Aww. And uh, my mom's originally from Montreal, and um, so uh, they found somewhere a little bit in between to settle. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. What a lovely story.
0: (laughs) So do you have, uh, are you looking forward to the the November election? Are you going to get involved in politics now?
2: Um. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to it, um, anxiously, but yes. <laughs> um, and I, I do hope to take a little bit more active role. Um, you uh, the Democrats abroad and, um, some of the other organizations have been kind of my, uh, launching pad for it. So it's been, it's been really nice. Um, they kind of do a lot of the legwork for you. Right. Yes. Um, but, uh, staying active as much as I can within, those associations. And, uh, I think, I think that's where I'm going to start and we'll see where I end up. Yeah. You could get sucked into the great Democrats. I I know, right. (laughs) Well, I have been listening to your podcast and, uh, you guys bring a lot of energy to, um, what could potentially be a very dull (laughs) topic. So (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And uh, a lot of your guests and stuff have been, um, really interesting.
1: Oh, we've been really, really lucky with the people who've agreed to talk to us. And <laughs> yes. yep. a great string of people recently. Yep. So Canadian politics, does that interest you too?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a, I have to say, I'm probably a little bit more involved in Canadian politics, um, just because it's closer to home for me. Yeah, that's um, understandable. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure what to say on that topic.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, wait, no, because that could be a whole other hour, but we
1: don't, yeah, know, exactly, you don't have to go right? there. I was just, <laughs> just curious. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but that was actually what motivated, my husband and I moved to Ottawa 20 some years ago. Okay. And we found ourselves working for some of the municipal councillors, and yet- okay we couldn't vote for them. <laughs> right, right. We could door knock, we could canvas, we could, you know, do literature, whatever, but we couldn't vote. So that was what motivated us to acquire Canadian citizenship, especially okay. because we didn't have to give up our American citizenship. So right. True, yes. we're pretty active still, but... <laughs>
0: So, politics does. It gets you sucked into these things, and then, and then you wonder where your week went.
1: <laughs> well, both my sons yep. are gamers, and they maintain that politics is the ultimate
0: game. Oh. Not in, of,
1: not in terms of frivolity, but in terms of strategy and moving pieces and long views and, you know, whatever, else, whatever interests you in a game, it's all there, and then some in politics. Yes, absolutely. Right. Fascinating. Yeah. Thank you so much, Roxanne. This was a a lot of fun to talk to you today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Congratulations for winning this prize Whatever the oh, yes. value is
2: <laughs> No, no, it was great okay. Definitely worth the $20 and 20 cents
1: <laughs> <laughs> And with that $20 and 20 cents You've made possible 80 phone calls If my math
2: is correct <laughs> Oh great Maybe That's 82 great. phone calls 82 <laughs> 83
1: All right I'm Rachel Oyster With David Schellenberg In Ottawa, Canada Thanks for listening to Democrats abroad The Blue Vote Café.